Chapter Twenty of the Red and the Black, Volume One. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Red and the Black, Volume One by Stendhal, translated by Horace B. Samuel. Chapter Twenty: Anonymous Letters. Do not give dalliance too much the rein. The strongest oats are straw to the fire in the blood. Tempest. As they left the drawing-room about midnight, Julian had time to say to his love, "'Don't let us see each other tonight. Your husband has suspicions. I would swear that that big letter he read with a sigh was an anonymous letter.' Fortunately, Julian locked himself into his room. Madame de Renal had the mad idea that this warning was only a pretext for not seeing her. She absolutely lost her head and came to his door at the accustomed hour. Julian, who had heard the noise in the corridor, immediately blew out his lamp. Someone was trying to open the door. Was it Madame de Renal? Was it a jealous husband? Very early next morning, the cook, who liked Julian, brought him a book, on the cover of which he read those words written in Italian, Guardate allá, página 130. Julian shuddered at the Prudence looked for page 130 and found pinned to it the following letter hastily written, bathed with tears, and full of spelling mistakes. Madame de Renal was usually very correct. He was touched by this circumstance and almost forgot the awfulness of the indiscretion. So you did not want to receive me tonight? There are moments when I think that I have never read down to the depths of your soul. Your looks frighten me. I'm afraid of you. Great God, perhaps you never loved me. In that case, let my husband discover my love and shut me up in a prison in the country far away from my children. Perhaps God wills it so. I shall die soon, but you will have proved yourself a monster. Do you not love me? Are you tired of my fits of folly and of remorse, you wicked man? Do you wish to ruin me? I will show you an easy way. Go and show this letter to all in Verrieres, or rather, show it to Monsieur Valenod. Tell him that I love you. Nay, do not utter such a blasphemy. Tell him I adore you, that it was only on the day I saw you that my life commenced, that even in the maddest moments of my youth I never even dreamt of the happiness that I owe to you, that I have sacrificed my life to you, and that I am sacrificing my soul. You know that I am sacrificing much more, but does that man know the meaning of sacrifice? Tell him, I say, simply to irritate him, that I will defy all evil tongues, that the only misfortune for me in the whole world would be to witness any change in the only man who holds me to life. What a happiness it would be to me to lose my life, to offer it up as a sacrifice, and to have no longer any fear for my children. Have no doubt about it, dear one, if it is an anonymous letter. It comes from that odious being who has persecuted me for the last six years with his loud voice, his stories about his jumps on horseback, his fatuity, and the never-ending catalogue of all his advantages. Is there an anonymous letter? I should like to discuss that question with you, you wicked man. But no, you acted rightly, clasping you in my arms. Perhaps for the last time I should never have been able to argue as coldly as I do now that I am alone. From this moment our happiness will no longer be so easy. Will that be a vexation for you? Yes, on those days when you haven't received some amusing book from Monsieur Foucault. The sacrifice is made. Tomorrow, whether there is or whether there is not any anonymous letter, I myself will tell my husband that I received an anonymous letter and that it is necessary to give you a golden bridge at once, find some honorable excuse, and send you back to your parents without delay. Alas, dear one, we're going to be separated for a fortnight, perhaps a month. Go. 
I will do you justice. You will suffer as much as I. But anyway, this is the only means of disposing of this anonymous letter. It is not the first that my husband has received, and on my score too. Alas, how I used to laugh over them. My one aim is to make my husband think that the letter comes from Monsieur Valenod i have no doubt that he is its author if you leave the house make a point of establishing yourself at verrieres i will manage that my husband should think of passing a fortnight there in order to prove to the fools there was no coldness between him and me once at verrieres establish ties of friendship with every one even with the liberals i am sure that all their ladies will seek you out do not quarrel with Monsieur Valenod or cut off his ears, as you said you would one day. Try, on the contrary, to ingratiate yourself with him. The essential point is that it should be notorious in Verrieres that you are going to enter the house, hold either of Valenod or of someone else to take charge of the children's education. That is what my husband will never put up with. If he does not feel bound to resign himself to it, well, at any rate, you will be living in Verrieres, and I shall be seeing you sometimes." My children, who love you so much, will go and see you. Great God! I feel that I love my children all the more because they love you. How is all this going to end? I am wandering. Anyway, you understand your line of conduct. Be nice, polite, but not in any way disdainful to those coarse persons. I ask you on my knees. They will be the arbiters of our fate do not fear for a moment but that so far as you are concerned my husband will conform to what public opinion lays down for him it is you who will supply me with the anonymous letter equip yourself with patience and a pair of scissors cut out from a book the words which you will see then stick them with the mouth glue onto the leaf of loose paper which i am sending you it comes to me from monsieur valenod be on your guard against a search in your room burn the pages of the book which you are going to mutilate if you do not find the words ready-made have the patience to form them letter by letter i have made the anonymous letter too short anonymous letter madame all your little goings-on are known but the personas interested in stopping have been warned I have still sufficient friendship left for you to urge you to cease all relations with the little peasant. If you are sensible enough to do this, your husband will believe that the notification he has received is misleading, and he will be left in his illusion. Remember that I have your secret. Tremble, unhappy woman. You must now walk straight before me. As soon as you have finished gluing together the words that make up this letter— have you recognized the director's special style of speech? Leave the house. I will meet you. I will go into the village and come back with a troubled face. As a matter of fact, I shall be very much troubled. Great God, what a risk I run, and all because you thought you guessed an anonymous letter. Finally, looking very much upset, I shall give this letter to my husband and say that an unknown man handed it to me. As for you, Go for a walk with the children on the road to the great woods and do not come back before dinner time. You will be able to see the tower from the top of the rocks. If things go well for us, I will place a white handkerchief there. In case of the contrary, there will be nothing at all. Ungrateful man, will not your heart find out some means of telling me that you love me before you leave for that walk? Whatever happens, be certain of one thing. I shall never survive our final separation by a single day. Oh, you bad mother, but what is the use of writing those two words, dear Julian? I do not feel them at this moment. I can only think of you. I have only written them so as not to be blamed by you. 
but what is the good of deception now that i find myself face to face with losing you yes let my soul seem monstrous to you but do not let me lie to the man whom i adore i have already deceived only too much in this life of mine go i forgive you if you will love me no more i have not the time to read over my letter it is a small thing in my eyes to pay for the happy days that i have just passed in your arms with the price of my life you know that they will cost me more End of chapter twenty